like I love him so much, Nicholas. Like I love him so much, I want to squeeze him and punch him. But then I am <laughs> so annoyed at him because I want to give him up. The woes of being a parent. How's it going, everyone? How's it going, Nicholas? Hi, it's going good. How are you doing? Um, I'm honestly kind of tired today. You sound like it. Yeah, I feel kind of like low energy today. I have to cough. Any particular reason why? Um, there's a lot of reasons why. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, well, I do know. But I'm just tired from a couple things and I'm just overthinking and it's making me tired because I'm overthinking. Anything you'd like to share? Um, not really. No, well, I mean, I guess I, part of it has to do with the fuck off list. <laughs> oh, okay. And then another part of it's just like, just people are just exhausting me at my day job right now. Mm-hmm. And I just don't have the energy. Because I really don't care. <laughs> like, I really don't care about their personal issues mm-hmm. at this point, because they have showed no concern for anyone else's. Mm-hmm. So I'm just very like, you want, I'm just confused how people want um accommodations but they're not even trying to like <laughs> come on accommodation it's like you know what i mean like i have this who does this thing kind of often where whenever they mess up or i ask them like for like did you mean this or whatever and then i say hey can you just make sure next time you do it like that the first thing they say is they have an issue they have because they've had surgery or whatever and i'm like okay got that but you did this. So I'm like, I don't understand what, like, I'm just, I'm just like letting you know what, like, don't do it again. Like, make sure you take your time and do this so you don't have to mess up again. And the immediate answer is usually, well, I have a thing in different words, but they pretty much say I have a thing. And so I'm like, that irritates the heck out of me. Cause I've asked our manager, I'm like, Hey, so do we have special accommodations for this person? And they've, the managers told me no. There's no, and they said, they've asked them and they said, no, they want to be treated like everyone else. So I'm like, okay, so what, what, then what are you saying? Oh no. So the next time I see the manager, we're going to figure out this thing because no. clearly it's him no, yeah. and, working with me. No. And I recently like talked to my manager and they told me, no, they haven't. I said, okay, cool. I just want to know. So I know where I can take this when we have to, I'm going to have to converse with them again. Cause I, they're okay. Like I like work with them, but whenever mm. it's like, they just don't want to accept that they messed up. And I'm like, I'm not saying to give me your blood or anything. I'm just giving you advice, like how to fix it but there's always like a rebuttal after with making them saying something like that and the last time which was yesterday they were like and i'm like okay and should they're like i can use that as an excuse for as long as i want i said no you can't excuse me and i'm like so that's an excuse you're using it as an excuse you just said it's an excuse oh i would bring that up with the manager so i i mean i did and <clears throat> I'm just, because I'm not there to babysit. If you don't want to work, you don't need to work. You don't need to be here. Maybe, maybe there's another job for you to go to. But at some point you have to accept that you've messed up on whatever you messed up on. I'm just letting you know you're not in trouble. But when you do things like that, you're going to get in trouble because it's like, what do you want? Do you want the accommodation or not? Because if you're not and you're going to say like, you're fine and you want to be like everyone else, quote unquote, then do your fucking job and Take the critique when I have to give you a critique. Like it's not, I'm not telling you, you're not getting, you're not losing a paycheck or anything. Like I'm just giving you advice on how to fix the issue. Mm-hmm. So that, just things like that at my job right now are really irritating me because I'm like, I don't get accommodations. And technically I could, but you know, I'm just, I just don't get it. Like, I just don't get it. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just irritating. So it's a lot of stuff like that right now on my day job. Yeah, just that. Mainly, it's just exhausting me. Like, I'm, There's always a time in the year where I really am over my job. Like, I really am just like, what am I doing? One time. Like this bad where, where it's, it's been like a week that I've felt like this at the, my job mm-hmm. and I still feel like it now. And it's just like, I just go through this periodically every so often for the day job. But like now it's like, cause I'm going to school. So I need to just, I just remind myself I'm here for school. I just keep doing the good stuff that I'm doing. We'll keep going. Yeah. So that's really irritating me. Um, but I kind of got some goodish news the other day. Oh yes, please share. I got a That's exciting. So that was exciting. Only one of four people that got it. So there's only four of us that got it and I'm one of them. That's exciting. Oh, we had like a, we have like a, like a employee of the month type situation. Technically there was a tie. I was one of the people who tied with somebody Mm -hmm. and I told my manager to give it to the other person because I think the other person, it needs to be recognized because I've gotten it a couple of times already. And Mm -hmm. I think this other person who deserves it, they live, they're really, their attitude's great. They're great to work with. Like Mm -hmm. they've come in a lot for people who've been out and all that. And I just think that they need like the, they need this recognition because it's only, I think they deserve it. So it's just cool. Like, that's just nice to know that people at my job thought I was like, there was a good enough vote to tie. That's mm-hmm. like, that's, that's really nice to um, see. Um, so that's good. Those are the good parts of my job, my day job. What's been going on with you outside of your job? School, honestly, I've been very like lackadaisical with it right now. And it's already the first week's going to be done <laughs> soon. And well, technically this is the second week, actually. I've already had two assignments and I've finished them both very like last minute because they were that easy where I could have. And I don't want to do that. So (laughs) I don't know. I'm just conflicting with not wanting to do stuff. And I don't know. I'm just in like a funk. I think I think I'm in some kind of little funk. Like it's not a big one, but I'm just there's something going on kind of that's just exhausting me. Like I woke up at seven and I didn't get up. Like I went back to bed for 15 minutes and then I went back to bed again for another 30 and then I got out of bed and I slow like it was just very sluggish and I'm tired like I don't know why my thoughts just want to be not doing anything but I don't want to not do anything if that makes any sense so that's my day life it's okay I feel like maybe I'm a little stagnant right now I think being aware of it well I'll change it because I'm like if I'm irritated enough with myself I'll fix and do something to improve it okay yeah, how's your week going? My week has been pretty good and consistent. Not much different has changed from last week to this week in regards to like work and school and personal stuff. Yeah, I've, I've been in pretty, pretty consistent mood. Even killed more stuff. I'll talk about it later in the fuck off list that has been going on my week. But for the most part, I've been doing good. Good week. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad one of us is doing better in the week. Yeah. Did you hear anything about the news? And- uh, I've Well, unfortunately, I think in my opinion, a really important person, I would say modern art, passed away yesterday. Andre Leon. Yeah, Andre Leon Talley passed away. Uh, I really, really admired him a lot. Like I like listening to him on wherever I could hear him talk. Like I would look for videos and just listen because I just like hearing his experience of him and with Vogue and how he was the first black male to be in a, pos- a high position and what he had to fight through and 
just how gracefully he navigated through all of that while they're being racist to him and him instead of like he could have went a different route with them and like got them back in those moments with other things but he didn't and he was just very like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do things the right way and they're gonna get their just desserts and these people did and it was just really cool to to know his story before and I don't know I always somehow kind of thought I would maybe meet him one day Mm -hmm. and then now that he's passed away it's kind of sucks because he was only 73 Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's was something I noticed in the news and it did make me kind of sad because at least as a queer person, I think he was a really important, he was very important in the world that we're living in, especially like the art world in general. And uh, as a black man, he was also very like a pinnacle, like existence in the fashion world of like making like being present and showing like people that there's more than just this white fashion that there's so much more that needs to be shown and represented mm-hmm. i just i'm kind of sad about it i really like i told you yesterday i want to get his book uh, i've been wanting to get it but now i'm like i really need to get his book yeah hearing about his death was sad i was aware of his face before I found out that he was someone that you admired a lot. And then obviously through being around you and being friends with you, I learned more about him as time went on. And I did get his book in honor of his death last night. And I'm almost done with it. Oh, It is a very, very good book. Interesting. It's very, very interesting to learn about him in his life. Because he talked about Wintour in that one, huh? Yeah, he talks about pretty much everyone he's worked with. Mm -hmm. The different magazines he's written for and worked with. The different heads of different companies and certain people in certain positions, his childhood, his upbringing. It's a very, very interesting book. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to hear his voice. He has a very distinct voice the, and the way he speaks. He has a certain cadence that I couldn't imagine someone knowing who he is and not knowing his voice like, because it's very specific. I just felt like list, whenever I would hear him. He's just a genius. Like the way he would explain things and his describers for everything were just, I think they're perfect. Like you wouldn't think of ever maybe describing it that way, but the way he describes it, you're like, that makes so much fucking sense. Like mm-hmm. it just clicks really well. Yeah, it was interesting to learn also about his fashion evolution and why he's recognized for caftans and the reason why that was, that came about and his relationship with Karl Lagerfeld and and a winter. So it's a very interesting book. I'll talk more about it when I'm done with it, but may he rest in peace. It was sad to hear that news. And he t- definitely was a gift to this world. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. Another world news, a volcano went off in Tonga. Yeah, bitch. I totally forgot. I mean, I didn't forget about that, but I knew there was something. Yeah. Uh, ash, steam, and gas shot up 10.5 miles into the air. And the eruption was seen from space. Mm -hmm. That's how large it was. It caused a tsunami and also gave the entire West Coast tsunami warnings. And I was watching videos yesterday. Pretty much the whole Pacific had like tsunami warning. Because I think Japan and all those other countries. But isn't Uh that interesting? Yeah, I was watching videos yesterday and seeing how the tsunami was hitting the West Coast and how what the waves were doing and the waves were huge hitting people's yards and stuff. It never occurs to me how close this house some houses are on certain coasts on certain beaches until I see it. When I did a video shoot in Malibu, I walked by the houses that were on the beach and they're literally on the beach. Like you take two steps off of the step of the back of the house and you're at the water. Well, they own so that the part thought, of the beach, right? Like those people own? I couldn't. Well, where I was, 
I don't think so because it's literally house next to house next to house. I couldn't imagine how you would split up an area that's not gated on the beach. But from that experience and then living next to a beach myself and then seeing the videos of the waves hitting the people's houses, it's baffling to me that anyone would want to live that close to the water. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of the ocean, but that is because I am not constantly in the ocean. But living next to the ocean like that would make me afraid of the ocean because water is powerful. And uh, the strongest force, I think, on the planet. Shout out to the water signs. Mm-hmm. I didn't say the signs are. I said the <laughs> actual. <laughs> but the water's the water is very powerful. So it's it was just very interesting to see like people watching the waves from their backyards and it's like y'all are just chilling there with the waves just hitting your house that's cool but it's sad to hear about the damage that it's done to the the houses and the people in Tonga as well as the surrounding areas and the closer surrounding areas and it was also a very very big reminder to me about how quickly the world could end with things outside of people talking about mother nature we're more likely uh, to die from a volcano than an asteroid yeah <laughs> Very interesting. And then something that I'll read more about. I have an article, I passed it, but I started reading an article about doctors debating whether or not trans teens need therapy before uh, getting hormones. I thought that was very interesting that that would need to be a thing. Um, That they need therapy? Yeah. Do you think that's wrong? I will read the article and I will let you know. Okay. I will finish reading the article and I'll let you know. I don't have a full opinion yet. At first glance, I wouldn't, I would question why that would need to be necessary. But like I said, I'll read more into it. I mean, you know, okay. I I mean, I don't, I don't know what it's about, but I can see how that sounds bad. Mm -hmm. But maybe because I'm looking at it as a like pure helpful tool, like just not to like convince anyone that you're not who you are, but I guess to just make sure like they're being heard, like they feel like they're heard completely in a sense. Yeah, but it's not implemented for the reasons you're. Yeah, that's why I said I'm probably being more like pure about it Mm -hmm. than what the article is probably leading into. Yeah. From what I was saying, it's not for those reasons. So like I said, I'll read more of the article and I'll get back to you on that. But I thought that was something interesting as well. The last thing I saw in the news was a gunman held a gunman held a man in a synagogue hostage. Yeah. And so. Where? In the UK. And so, you know, I mean. (laughs) Countless, countless gun stories, news stories every day. But that was one that made big news and, you know, just very interesting. One of the things we watch, let's get into it. The second cat, the second half of Drag Race cast was released. And let's just talk about metamorphosis. I'm going to say. I have an unpopular opinion, I think. Okay. I think I have an unpopular opinion as well. It doesn't bother me anymore that she's on this show. <clears throat> I personally do understand the arguments from those as well as myself who's spoken about it before the show started <laughs> that are opposed to Maddie being on the show. However, I do think it is something interesting to observe considering that we are a part of a community that wants inclusion and that preaches acceptance and we aren't doing that with this specific individual who, in my opinion, from what I know so far, is not causing any harm and is learning before speaking and is, again, in my opinion, from what I see, upholding the art and giving it praise. What's your opinion? Your unpopular opinion? Um, I, I mean, I told you before, I personally, it irritated me 
because I understand like where you're coming from in the sense of being open and we want to be inclusive and stuff, but that's not how we're treated in this world that we're existing in. We're not treated, we're not, we're, we're not treated like that. And if I'm probably wrong or my opinion, I like, I understand, but I just don't feel like that's fair. Like life isn't fair. So why should this straight person be able to be on a show that's not meant to include like it's not directed towards straight people. It's directed towards the queer community, um, the L- like LGBT. But queer. what? How would Sarah go? But let me finish. And I just feel like that's not fair. Like they have all they have control of everything. Straight people in this world have control of everything. The media, the war, who gets paid what, the currency, everything, like food, like they have control of everything. And we can't have one show where we just focus on our community that's showcasing them. Because this person could have gone on another show or something and showcased their talent somewhere else. They could have went on America's Next Top Model or not Top Model, America's Got Talent or something like that. Why this platform for... Correct. Yeah. They could have done... They played the guitar, didn't they? So I'm just... I don't know. Maybe I'm selfish or I'm being petty, but I just don't... I'm not here for it. And I'm just like, whatever. Like, I don't care. I don't really care if they get eliminated tomorrow or what. But yeah, so maybe I'm just in my feelings and I just think that's not fair because I think of all the things that's not fair for us to exist. And it's like, well, damn, why, when's the, when are we going to be able to like not have to worry? About, like when they were ta- having that conversation in their like the room or whatever about being scared about walking because they can get jumped or or being scared of walking into a room. Oh no, him. He was saying that he was nervous because he didn't know how he's going to get treated by them and if they were going to hate it. I'm like, well, join the fucking club, girl. Like that's how we gay people are feel every day going on to life. Like some people can't even be gay at their job. They have to literally act different. And they have to worry about that. Yeah, I understand that that's maybe not their, how they are. And they're more, like you said, listen before. But I guess it's mainly what they like. Them just being straight and like, it's probably more my problem than them being on it. Just because it's irritating for me to like see that we're not, that we have to bend more. Like how much more does the gay, like the queer community have to bend to let straight people take another thing from like that we've, that's our, that's something we've all created or we've been uh, like nurtured or used as a voice for expression. And here come straights just taking another thing and then they're going to water it down, put a different twist on it. And it's just... Well, I think that is, it's one straight person. It's not like an entirety of straight men came in and took over the show. I understand that, like I said, but I just, I think it's just, maybe I'm being petty or I'm taking this very personal because I'm thinking of the bigger picture of like how we're not given the same in the media. Even now, like, yeah, it's more, but it's still not enough. See, but in my opinion... That's only one side of the picture. That's not the bigger picture because the bigger picture at the end would be acceptance and inclusion for everyone. What are you going to do if they win? They win. Where can a a straight man go onto a television and celebrate the art of drag other than drag race up until this season? Nowhere. They could go on America's Got Talent for a talent, but not just drag. Many drag queens have gone on that show and had to have seen or done something else other than just drag. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is a perfect opportunity to show that, yes, this person is straight. Yes, they are not technically 
from this community in regards to sexuality. However, in regards to queerness and art, I do believe that a straight person can be queer and celebrate an art form from our community and be uplifted without coming in and taking over everything. Again, I think it's one straight person. They're not going to ruin the whole situation of drag. And I just think that's something interesting to pay attention to, that it's an example to me, at least in the gay community, we, we preach for acceptance and inclusion and stuff. But then, yeah, the moment we have to turn a new leaf or to prove that, yeah, we're accepting and including people who who are deserving of that, we don't do it. Hence the different multitudes of things in the community with people. So I just think it's a very interesting conversation to start. I think it's a very smart and decisive move to add a straight person to the TV show because they want clearly money. it, well, I think it's bigger than money. It's starting multiple conversations within several different communities that are uncomfortable, but are necessary to have, in my opinion. But aside from metamorphosis, did you like anyone else? Honestly, I can't remember anyone mm-hmm. from this section. Mm, I'm trying to think of the. I know that everyone was a fucking dancer. Everyone danced. The variety show part, which I was like, what? Like I, I think I said when we were watching it, why would they put all the people whose talent was going to be the dancing thing in one episode? Why didn't they split them all up a lot better? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the reasoning for it. Because I just, I just, I honestly thought this episode was also very boring because it was, they were all doing the same quote unquote talent of dancing, which I'm like, okay, so, but part of lip syncing is dancing or is performing. Yeah, so I, I like somebody... did it, but I don't get the, I don't get the point of doing a talent show and then you go up there and you lip sync. Like that's I'm... the whole point of being a drag, well, not yeah. the whole point, but that's a big part of being a drag queen. So at least in at least my tradition, <clears throat> right. <laughs> so at least in my opinion, I'm like, well, that's something that you're going to end up doing on this show anyway. So why would you want to show us that? Because it's very much possible for you to lip sync because you are here to win a challenge or lip sync because you're in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Or it's like one of the video challenges where they make a small little film or whatever. Right. So you're most likely going to end up doing that in the first place. So why not show us something yeah. different that we wouldn't normally see from you or that you want to show people that they wouldn't associate with you, you know? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just very interesting. Yeah, that was a little boring, this episode, but I'm excited to see them all together the next episode mm-hmm. so we can have more of like a clear view of how they all interact. But I understand that they do it. They did it because they wanted to sh- give everyone time to showcase, like so everyone can kind of get a feel up for every castmate that's on the season because there were so damn many. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. But I just think the placement of the talents was clearly like first episode was like way better than the second episode. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting for the placement as well. I have also. okay. so to go, I've been there's something I want to talk about last week. Well, maybe not talk about, but just bring up like it irritates me and it probably shouldn't irritate me. I don't even know if irritates the word. It confuses me, I guess. So I've known there's this person on Twitter who they're a straight male. They say they're a straight male. And they posted something a couple, like maybe a week ago. And it, it's been on my mind. Sometimes it'll pop in. Is this about drag? No, this is about. Oh, okay. I thought, okay. Oh, sorry. That was this a weird segue. This, this <laughs> is not about drag. Okay. This is about a straight male. Um, I can't remember the tweet, but it was something along the lines of, let's not make anal sex gay so straight men can do it. Like straight men shouldn't make anal gay. Let's, let's. Let's enforce that more. And I was just, I don't know. I kind of felt a certain kind of way about it. Over someone's tweet. 
just because this person is very followed because he I in my opinion I kind of think this person is a like what's what are they called like when somebody is doing gay things just for like to get the money from from the gays so gay Gay for pay yeah I think it's very much that situation and they're abusing it feels like it sometimes Mm -hmm. for when I pass somebody's how did you see this tweet you followed them no somebody retweet somebody liked them so somebody who I follow likes things and it you know how it pops up on the on the feed like mm-hmm. if somebody likes something or retweets it and i seen it and i just like thought about it. i'm like i'm maybe i'm taking this too personal or whatever but it it just irritates me because i'm like i understand wanting to like like if it everything like it's we want to include everything but at some point when are we going to get treated better than if we're including like if we're always including and we just keep getting less and less privileges for ourselves when like what is going to be say that we have less and less privileges with also including people well hasn't happened yet. We, what else have we gotten what has been taken away that we already haven't had and hadn't had what, what do you mean I'm trying to understand what has been taken away that we already have. Well, we still get killed. We can't go out by ourselves. Sometimes people will bash us because we look a certain way, because we talk or walk a certain way. Straight people don't have to worry about that. And now they want to like, like I said, I know this sounds bad. Like the maybe it's, I'm clearly upset because I'm, I think it's more so I'm just irritated that we're having this, like people are trying to do this shit, but we're not getting treated the same way. In the sense, like, we shouldn't have to be scared to walk around with our gay friends and be really faggoty and stuff. Because it's easy to say, yeah, let's all inclusive and anal sex could be for anyone. And just things like that that are that have been, like, used against us as children and adolescents and as insults as adults. Like, people will tell us things like that, like, just insulting, like, how we have sex or whatever. Not Them not knowing, like, how, what our sexual lives are like. Like, that, that's been used as a tool so much against us. And now it's just supposed to be like, oh, they can do it too now. Like, it's totally fine. And it's just kind of like at some point, well, that's fine. But when do we get the respect and the like, when do we get to stop like worrying or when do we get to give blood freely and get treated the same? All Like, it's just more of that frustration, I guess, for me, which is what irritates me. Because on in the end, I do want everything, everyone to be all inclusive and all that. But maybe it's just such a hard, hard time for me being just used to being treated like shit most of the time or being having to watch out for this, things like that, which not most straight people have to do for certain things, you know, it's just, I don't know, but that's just been on my mind. And I keep seeing like certain types of tweets and stuff that kind of has to do in that realm of like with straight people with straight male male specific straight and kind of like embracing gayer like sexual things so them embracing their sexuality is bothering you i just said gay sex more like gay sexual like traditionally gay like in forms of sex right so embracing their sexuality in their full scope bothers you no that's not what i said i said not them accepting their sexuality. It's the fact that it's just supposed to be okay. Like we're just supposed to all be okay with that, but we still get called and made fun of for the way we have sex. When now straight people are straight men are going to start doing gay forms of sex, like anal play and stuff like that. That's all great in theory, but we're still not going to get, we're still going to get told and use like vulgarity towards us or inappropriate comments because we are gay and we do it but now if a straight guy is gonna do it now it's it's all okay 
But when two men are doing it, it's still going to be. Who's saying it's all okay? What do you mean? Who's to say that they're not being ostracized or criticized for their statements? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm just expressing my my frustration, like where I'm thinking from. I don't know what they're doing or anything. I'm just letting you know, like this is where like I'm like issues that are irritating me because in the end, like yeah, they, that could be happening, but the that's not the majority. The majority is the straight men are not ostracizing. Like they're in control of like who gets treated how. Still, do you know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. Or I do understand that statement, yeah. So it's just very like, it sounds great, but I guess I'm just being pessimist about like, it's not going to change. We're still going to get treated the same and you guys get to do all like what we've already been doing type of a situation, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know if I expressed it all, but it's, I'm just irritated with stuff like that that I've been seeing. And like I said, I think it's so more. So who are you following? Because why do you keep seeing this stuff? Even I, if it's people retweeting it, why are you following? I, I don't know. I like, I've unfollowed so many people and I still, like somebody's always still following certain things like this where it pops up. And I'm just like, I get those moments, you know, where you go, where you're like, what the fuck is this person saying? So you just go and click and you're like, what is this person all about? <laughs> so and you go, in, so you have a classic. Uh, no, no, not, not a classic <laughs> Nicholas where he just falls down the hole. I sometimes will, if it's, if something from the same person pops up. I can go down the hole, but I don't let it bother me like how you're letting it bother you. Because it's Twitter. People can say whatever the hell they want to say. It's not Twitter that's bothering me. It's just like the whole fact, like the whole discourse, I guess, about it is like, I just don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'm confused. I'm just, I guess I'm just confused. And it's irritating me because I just don't get it. I don't get how it's just supposed to be okay for a gay man to do anal and stuff, but they can still call us names and beat us up for for having the extra sugar in our tank and stuff. So I don't know. That's where I'm going. That's where my thoughts are, right? Like have been with that subject because I've seen a lot of comments towards it the past like two weeks. And I was like thinking about how to like talk about this on the show, like on our podcast today. But I haven't thought of a bet the better way, and I'm just like I need to just say it whether I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But like I'm accepting if what I'm, my opinion is wrong, I'm totally accepting if that's bad. But I guess I'm just sorting through like how I'm vocalizing what's going on. Yeah. Bad. Okay. And I just I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it so future can see where I'm at. I guess. Okay. Some things are just hard for me. Like when I think about the overall, like if things are not fair. Well, I think it's I I don't agree with you fully. That's fine. But I do think it's good that you are uh, talking about it because, as mentioned before, like the Maddie Morphs situation, I do think these conversations need to be hashed out because there could be a lot of assumptions on one end or the other or, you know, a clear stand is not made. And it's just important to talk about these things just so you can see people stand and stuff. Very interesting. Also, very interesting segue. Sorry. So <laughs> it was just, it was just in my head. Mm-hmm. I had to talk about it this time because I didn't want to go another episode, not mm-hmm. just at least, I don't know, talking about what I've noticed, like what's been constantly popping up in my social media the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing less on less social media as a, as time goes on, just because I just, it's just people are very interesting and it's all a business. And, you know, people don't put, not most people. Most people don't put the truth or, you know, they put the manufactured parts of their life on the internet or what they think is going to be a badass quote or 
you know, shit from songs. So it's just, I was just glad if I had to move on with my life. <clears throat> but going back to things that we've watched, have you watched anything else? Um, I've watched Boba Fett. I did watch the new episode that came out today. Mm-hmm. That was good. I'm interested. I'm glad it's that show's out. What else did I watch? I, I didn't talk about it last week, but I watched Frozen 2. I didn't like it. Um, did you talk about it? Did it? I, didn't, I don't know if I mentioned Frozen 2, did I? You did, but you didn't. We just went over the oh, okay. Because uh-huh. we're running out of time. I also watched... I watched something else, but I can't remember what it was. Okay. I finished um, Search Party on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I like that show. I think you should watch it. It's pretty funny. Um, uh, Army of Thieves, I watched on Netflix. That was about uh, an engineer. No, that was a different movie. I guess you would call him a genius, but he knows how to figure out how to open safes, like really, really intricately locked or designed safes. And... In this movie, they... Um, like with the tools, like a code? With a dial. Multiple dials on one safe door. There's three safes that they need to crack. And he's hired on by the most wanted criminals in the world to open these safes. Very interesting, cool movie. I liked it a lot. He just comes and opens them. And he's like, later. You should. Wa- I think you should watch it. I would recommend that movie for you. It's, it's pretty interesting. I think you would like it. I don't want to say too much because... Mm-hmm. I don't know how to stay say it without giving it. Yeah, but it, I think you should check that movie out. And also watch The Vault. And that is about another safe, <laughs> but it's a specific safe. <laughs> is that a movie trend now? They're going to be doing about safes, different safe? No, I just happened to come across these movies on Netflix. It is about trying to get into a safe that holds, he's not considered a pirate. He's like some type of treasure hunter. Anyway. The government of Spain took this man's treasure that he found and took years to get and locked it in this safe under a bank that he now is trying to break into. That movie was pretty intense. So that's um, a national treasure. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, kind of. And they enlist a engineer, (laughs) which rekindled my love for engineers. I really do enjoy a good engineer. I've been... been lucky enough to know a few and the way their minds work is fascinating the way they can figure out things just fascinating i also started porgy and bess the musical slash play and it's very interesting so i'm watching an old recorded copy of it and i started to cry when it started Mm -hmm. like i haven't read any about the controversies about it because i know it's a pretty controversial play but i started to cry about it when i was watching it i was trying to figure out what i was starting to cry and then I realized it's because for because of the quality of the video for a second, I thought and I haven't looked into it, like I said, but for a second, I thought some of the black people that I was looking at because it's supposed to be an all black cast were in black um, were white people in blackface. I reconfirmed that that's not the case from the scenes that I saw so far. But that made me sad because I'm like, here's something that we were supposed to have in my mind. Here's something that we we're supposed to have. And yet. There's, was it confirmed? There's the white people. I haven't looked at, I don't want to look into any criticisms or critiques or anything about it until. Wait, it's a show? It's a play. Oh, it's a, okay. So I haven't looked into anything about it until after I'm done with it because it's about two hours. But I started that. So that, that was pretty interesting so far. (laughs) (laughs) And then I finished. uh, Sorry, I'm I'm just thinking of something you just reminded me of. Mm. I finished um, How To With John Wilson. Mm hmm. 
one of my faves. I think he told me about that. Like he does, yeah. he, like they do things and he. He's like, a documentary and he goes around New York. And yeah, I think that's a show I recommend for you to watch too. I feel like you'd like it a lot. He kind of reminds me of you a little bit, honestly. The way he, like, not the specific way he talks, but like the way he's talking, I can hear his mind working, if that makes sense. And when you talk, I can hear your mind working. Oh, really? You never told me that. Well, that's interesting. It wasn't relevant, (laughs) but it's a very interesting show. I think you should watch it. (laughs) And then I started reopening night as well. That's on HBO Max. That's about um, the all black cast of Shakespeare in the Park in New York. (laughs) I'm really laughing because I don't I thought you were going to say Shakespeare in the hood for some reason. No, no, (laughs) no. Shakespeare in the Park. I thought of Boys in the Hood. Speaking of the hood, going back to Andre Leon Talley, his implementation of black models in the fashion world mm-hmm. and specifically with Naomi Campbell and uh, I'm going to get the designer wrong, but it was a specific Victorian ad with Naomi Campbell in it. And she's like showing this life of opulence and stuff. And it was very interesting for him to describe how he didn't beat it over people's heads like you need black models you need to implement black people but he said and i quote it was a suggestion he finessed the situations so instead of you know saying you need to add black models he was like carl would ask what do you think what do you think is missing and he would say well you know black models will turn this to the next level so this one like he was so fucking important very very fucking important to the fashion industry like Diana Reland, um, Diana Ross, yeah, Diana shopping with Diana Reland. Um, what's her name? Um, fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, Andy Warhol, and she's wonderful. Bitch, you got to listen to his his. You got to get the book. Well, those because- there's three people that were really really big and have made fashion and art worth in our world where they're at, at least in our country where they're YSL mm-hmm. Galliano. Van Furstenberg was another really big one for him mm-hmm. in that time. They were friends mm-hmm. and Lagerfeld. Mm-hmm. They fell out though. I don't know. It's, it was Carl's issue though. I haven't yeah, I haven't gotten to that part yet, but he is leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very fucking instrumental to all of their careers. Even um Anna Wintour. And <laughs> Again, I'm learning more about him so I can have more of a definitive factual opinion about this. But from what I've learned so far and my assumption about him, it is very interesting that while he did get a lot of praise and notoriety and even an award based around him and his contribution to fashion and the art world and the queer world, that's not something that one would know just off the bat. Mm-hmm. If you're just looking, you if you think Vogue, you think Anna Wintour. If you think Dior, you think Karl Lagerfeld. You don't think, well, I didn't think initially at first, Andre Leon Talley. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting. But yeah, going back to what I was saying, I started the all-black cast of Shakespeare in the Park, uh, the documentary reopening night on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Very interesting so far. And then we started Peacemaker. It was a three-episode premiere of the DC Suicide Squad show on HBO Max. With uh, John Cena as Peacemaker. It's just a very fucking random, interesting show. Because <laughs> I didn't watch any of the Suicide Squad, so I'm totally lost. But yeah. All right, let's take a schwitz. Mm-hmm. And we'll come back with our regular segments. All right, we're back and it's time for the fuck off list. So I've got three this week. You got any this week? I sure do. Fuck off. 
to people who are the fakest telling you you're fake. Yes. Fuck if you got to tell someone they're fake because they're telling you the true truth, honey, you got an issue. You don't, if you were a real bitch, you would be able to take the truth and accept it or at least hear it, but not tell someone they're fake because they're telling you the truth. You just can't handle your own shit, honey. Fuck off. See, what's interesting about that is I, w- I have been having conversations with Mia and I was actually talking to Drain about it. I don't know if I mentioned it last week on the podcast, but... I have been having conversations with him about like my awareness of how, in my view, certain black people, certain black men get to a certain status or a certain tax bracket and then suddenly ostracize or remove the people that they came up with or that helped them. More specifically, their best friends. And I have been talking to Mia and Dranny about how call me naive or whatever the hell you want, but I'll be damned if you, Tyler or Laura, aren't around to me. Until death do us. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, we got on the subject of how the root, the one of the main reasons uh, people like that end up like that is because, like you were saying, someone calls you fake when it's like, no, I'm just telling you the truth. Those people. Because you said you wanted the truth and you can't handle it now. All right. right. Those people don't have people just sniffing. I mean, sniffing, blowing steam up their ass, telling them, no, you're right. No, you're great. No, you're right. And no one's always great and no, no one's always right. Yeah. And again, going back to my opinion, I personally think that one of the big reasons I would want you guys to stay around me again until death do us part <laughs> is because from now, because we all don't agree with each other. Mm-hmm. Like you guys don't always agree with me. Most of the time you don't agree with me. Yeah, you guys don't. Most of the time you don't agree with me. Um, but when you do, your opinion matters. When you don't, your opinion matters because even if you don't agree with me, it stands out to me that you're not here to watch me crash and burn. No. You're here to help me out. So if it's something that I'm doing crazy or something that you're pointing out to me, it's for the most most part for the betterment of me and for the betterment of the relationship. And so going back to your point, fuck off to that person because I do agree. That's absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. How are you going to call me fake when I'm telling you the truth, especially when you ask me? And I've been it. real this whole time, girl. Right. Fuck off. Another one for me real quick. Do you have a positive alternative to that? Go to therapy. Realize that you are not always correct. And that includes me. I know I'm not always correct. Be open to criticism. Yeah. Don't say you're open. And then all of a sudden you hear something you just want. If you want somebody to just constantly agree with you, say that. Don't try to sugarcoat your unwillingness to accept that you're not perfect. Okay. Ooh. Uh, Another fuck off. Fuck off to people who eavesdrop and and gossip especially if you do not hear everything correctly. Mm-hmm. If you don't hear, if you're eavesdropping, even if it's unwilling, un, like I understand people eavesdrop on accident because you could be working and some people are talking right behind you and you're just like working and doing your thing and you just, ha- you could hear it. I understand. But if you're going to go and tell somebody else something you think you heard them say, make sure you know exactly what the people are fucking talking about because you're going to look like a dumbass and no one's going to like you or trust you after you give them false information. So fuck off. Positive solution is just shut up if no one's talking to you. If no one's specifically saying, hey, so-and-so, this, 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 and that, just shut the fuck up. From what I've learned, I mean, I know it's ingrained in my queerness, but <laughs> from what I've learned, gossip don't get me anywhere, quite honestly. So I just keep it to myself. And if I'm asked about it, I'll address it if it's appropriate. If not, I'm not going to, especially if I don't know all the information. And I believe that 
especially within the past couple of years and moving forward, that I'm the type of bitch that if I got an issue or think you said something, I'm going to tell you first, talk to the person who I have an issue with first before I go and tell other people about it. Because it's it's fine. Venting with people is fine. But if the person you have an issue with doesn't know or you're taking information that you halfway heard to other people without talking to that person first, you're you're gossiping. You're starting rumors. You don't know the full story. Yeah, I really, that, that sends me, it sends me to know how I be, because especially when you're a weak ass person who constantly needs validation for whatever you're doing consistently, you need to apologize for everything. Oh, I stepped wrong. Sorry. Oops. Sorry. I nudged you. Sorry. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get a grip and shake yourself a little bit and get a, like, just get a fucking grip. You need to have some sort of confidence in whatever you're doing at some point. Obviously, easier said than done, though. I understand but. that, but there, there's tools you can do to start building that up. And fortunately enough, the, the day job I have provides those things for people, so there's no excuse. Well, they wouldn't want. They would need to want the help in order to seek. Them. Yeah. So, I, but I'm not a therapist, so I don't care enough to want to help you because I don't get paid to want to help you like that. I just get paid to do my job. But if you're going to start making my job harder, we're going to have an issue. And that's where we're at. Positive alternative. If you hear something that you don't know, all the, you don't get to hear it all and you hear bits and pieces, don't go telling somebody what it is because you're going to look like the fool when you don't have all the information. How about just positive alternative? Mind your business. Thank you. Yoda, you can't stand there barking. All right. Do you have any more fuck offs for the people and for the, for the show? Because I do. You go. All right. First on my fuck off list. People who discriminate specifically towards people who are from overseas, more specifically, people who call in to businesses and are helped by people who are overseas and are racist towards them, discriminatory towards them and don't want to be helped by them just because of where they are located and or because of the accent they have and or because of their nationality slash ethnicity. Fuck off. Mm -hmm. We're not going to advance anywhere in the world if that continues. No. We aren't. And I don't care what type of generation, what part of generation, what generation you came from. It doesn't fucking matter. Respect people. If you don't understand, if you don't understand, Say you don't understand, but don't blame it on that person's existence because you don't understand. Second fuck off. This is kind of a two-part one. Um, (laughs) Fuck off to getting older. More specifically, fuck off to acid reflex. Because for the past week and a half, I have been stressing myself out in the age of COVID, thinking that something is seriously wrong with me and my chest and my throat, thinking that, oh my God, I could have COVID. Taking tests, wearing masks, as we all should. But taking (laughs) taking tests and just really stressing myself out, all to realize two days ago, That because I have been eating spicy food and because for whatever reason, immediately after turning 27, I developed acid reflex. I have been struggling with a really bad acid reflex the past week and a half. Can't be eating spicy food past five o'clock? I, not even past five o'clock. Oh, you're earlier, huh? Any time of the day. I didn't get like that until like this here. Literally, my throat has been like feeling crazy and my chest has been feeling crazy. And I'm like, 
what is like what is going on? Get, like I know you get gas in here, and then you get the hook. Well, it's not that. It's just it just burns, <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on? So I had to sit there and think, and I'm like, okay, what have I been eating? And I have been eating more spicy food. More. <laughs> How about it? I was driving home, and I all I could do was just laugh. I just started laughing hysterically. If someone could see in to my car, they would probably be like, "Is he okay?" And they're like, because "Let me get over." I died. I was like, I really was stressing myself out thinking that I'm sick, like really, really sick. And it's just because of the food I've been eating because of acid reflux. Especially if you lay down right away too. All because I'm getting older. That's some shit. Fuck off acid reflux. Fuck off to getting older. I know it's all, it's inevitable, yada, yada. But Well, not off. everyone gets it, but uh, not to be like a winning game. I've had that shit since I was like 13 and it is a bitch, girl. Well, I'm glad I'm just barely experiencing it and it's shitty. So fuck off acid reflex and fuck off to getting older. That's it for my fuck offs this week. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move into our next segment. Ooh. Bradley's brain teases. Category is inside your insides. First question. Are you being humble if you say I'm humbled? No. See, I question this when it has to do with getting praise for one's work. Like I have been, I have been listening to a lot of interviews and just people talk, accepting words, et cetera, and getting different accolades. And it always stands out to me when people say I'm humbled in that, in that situation of getting like recognized for one's work. I just find it an interesting response because why is that something that needs to be shared? And again, I'm just questioning it because I don't fully understand. But what I do understand when people use it is when it's something like the universe teaching you a lesson. So, for example, as I mentioned earlier with the volcano going off in Tonga and me realizing, re-realizing or remembering that Mother Nature could take us out at any moment. That's life and each moment is precious. Re- that resulted in me being humbled. But when somebody says I'm humbled when they're getting an award, I'm like, why is that the state? I think getting an act of praise is a different thing. Where, like what you're saying, I mm-hmm. think like in that scenario, I wouldn't, I don't think I would say humbled. I would say honored if I'm getting an award, but I'm all I'm honored. That's what I would think too. And that's not for me to bash people who have said I'm humbled in that, those situations, but I simply am just trying to understand because in my mind, I'm like, I wouldn't share that in that situation. Like, cause technically if I'm humbled, I shouldn't speak, in my opinion, in that situation. Somebody, I feel like that's a describer somebody says about somebody. Like, right. Very humble. That's like you saying that about me or me saying that about you, but not me being like, I'm humbled. Thank you for this award. But again, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. <laughs> Next question. Wait, so what was the question? I already asked him and you already answered. Okay. Next question. <laughs> 27 has already been a lot and so much change for me specifically. And I think that a lot of things are beginning to click and not move out of place in my mind. So I want to know from you, what do you remember about who you were at 27? And think about it for a second as I move Yoda. Okay, I need to go outside. You said, what are some things I remember from being 27? What do you remember about who you were at 27? I remember that I already knew, like by then I knew what I wanted and who I wanted. Like who I'd want to be and who I would want, like who I could want to be with. 
like mm-hmm. whatever the standards I guess like I was setting for myself like I you know what I mean I knew who I wanted like mm-hmm. what the list would be for that I knew what I mean I still feel like I, I know what my purpose slash goal is in life like I feel like it, that's when it was really solidified like oh there's no question that I have to do something with this like that I was with my art like there, there's I have to do something with it not just because like I have to but it just feels too right like it just feels too perfect too easy too calm too just like like a puzzle piece like the piece was just perfectly um fitting I also learned learned right was it learned remember what do you remember about who you were at 27 um I also remember like I was there was a lot of um acceptance going on at that time like with myself with things just like accepting what my my like who myself was and just like some things don't change who I am mm-hmm. just things like that that's what I can remember I don't know if that answers your question it did what do you remember about me in <laughs> alright thank you for sharing thanks for listening question three how often do you think you generalize? How often do you want to generalize? And when do you think it is appropriate, in your opinion, to generalize? Generalize what? Just generalization in general. You ask me these questions where you know I need to know more. Um, so first part of the question. How often do you think you generalize? A lot. How often do you want to generalize? Ideally, not at all. <laughs> I would like to live in that world where everyone's individual and all that shit, but that's not true. Okay. <laughs> when is it appropriate, in your opinion, to generalize? When you notice a trend, like a trend where you have to do that. That's normally why I do it. Because mm-hmm. I notice too many things in my personal experience have be- happened repeatedly with the same type of scenario, pretty much. Is personal experience appropriate to generalize? I think so. Because that's what everything gets. That's how everything works out is by ex- people's experiences. And then it goes based on experiences with things like even like sen- like when people take like surveys and stuff and they ask questions, it's their experience, right? So they take like a survey of all those experiences and that's how they come up with like data for things. That's how I was thinking about the questions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's correct or not. Okay. What about you? Mm-hmm. Do you okay. Huh? I was going to ask you the question. Do you generalize a lot? Um, I don't think that I generalize a lot outwardly. Mm-hmm. I think I work, I think I generalize a lot in my mind and I work through it because I question myself a lot when I do generalize. Um, but I don't think that I do. I personally don't think that I do it a lot. How often would I like to generalize? Same as you. In a perfect world, not at all. Like if I could n- I would, not do it. I want everybody to surprise <laughs> No, really. If I could do it, because I have found through many different situations and experiences in my life, I guess when it is, um, when my ego is the least present and I don't generalize, it's when I enjoy those situations or experiences the most, or I learn a lot of the, in those situations. And when do I think it's appropriate to generalize? Like you, if there's a trend, I think that's appropriate to to generalize. Or if it's uh, a survey centering around uh, something that's vague, I think that's... Well, also, you know. I think generalizing helps us survive in a sense, because I was just thinking like, in like, say like you've had some like certain relationships, you've noticed it's been this type of quality that's like, oh, this is like the same thing that's like not 
working for me. Mm-hmm. You generalize by being like, oh, this person's showing it immediately. It probably is like the fourth person I've dated or whatever with the same like thing. And maybe I just shouldn't mm-hmm. like, cause you're generalizing that. Like, so things like that, that's what I was thinking of it as. Yeah. Um, I mean, naturally we're human. We are going to generalize a lot of things. Um, but I, I do think it's important when we choose to share it and when we don't share. I mean, that also goes into judgment. I think it's very ignorant to be like, I don't judge and I'm not going to judge. We're humans. We're going to judge whether we share it or not. But I think the important distinction is when, where, and why we share it Mm -hmm. when we do judge. Okay. Fourth question. In your own words, define what you think inclusion is supposed to be. Inclusion is supposed to be everyone's um, considered no matter if there has to be adjustments for maybe somebody doesn't have an arm or doesn't have this, it still should be included, which means, okay, well, let's help them out to be included the same way everyone else is. Uh, You know what I mean? That's how I think inclusion is supposed to be. Everyone is treated the same, no matter if they're missing things or like they need extra help. But if we're all going to be included, we all should have the same standard like help. Yeah. Goodness. I think goodness too is in there. I like goodness and just. Okay. Does that make sense or no? It does. I followed it. So going back to Drag Race, is it important for Maddie Morris? Don't do that because I, we, we had, I already explained myself and said, I don't know. I know that this is probably wrong, but this is how I feel. I I know. And I'm asking you. Do you think it's important for Maddie Morris to be included? No, I don't think. I really don't think so. We know the straight story. Okay. Question five. What questions do you have for your 22, your 2022 inner homophobia that you would like to address? Say it again. What questions do you have for your 2022 inner homophobia that you would like to address? I don't know how to answer that. I don't really understand the question. What are you homophobic about internally that you would like to address this year? Homophobic? Yeah. Internalized homophobia. I don't know. Can you go first? I don't know yet. Then I don't know either. Okay. That's like a question somebody has to think about, think about. I don't... I just said, okay. All right. That concludes Bradley's brain teases. Cool. Let's move into pick a piece. I do not have one this week. I do. Cool. All right. So I brought one of my painting. It's a two-piece painting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like the color from the side. Ooh. I call it two piece. <laughs> no biscuit. <laughs> I really like the colors. So I would hang it separately like this. I like it. It's making me feel very calm. But you, did you do you have a name for this? Yeah, two piece. Two piece. I like it. It's I don't know. It's good. The word balance is coming out of me. Thank you. I that was that was I like my stuff to be balanced. My. Oh, yeah. I like my art to be balanced. So that's what I aim for. Oh, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, that word just came out. Like that was immediately when you showed me it. Balance mm-hmm. was, I like it a lot. Thank you. The colors are really pretty. This is like a really pretty, like meadow. Like you're missing the meadow we went to in Sequoia. Okay. Yeah. I debated if I should add more to it. I was going to add more in this area. What would you add? Three lines. But. I decided not to. And then I was going to add an eye and an eyebrow. But then I said, nope, I like it the way it is. I'm happy you kept it the way you did. I'm sure because they would give a whole different feel. Mm-hmm. But the way this is, I think, is really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so I pick a piece. Thank you for sharing. 
No problem. All right. Well, <clears throat> since you don't have one this week, let's move into Fruits Fun Facts. I will have some next week. Don't you worry. All right. So Fruits Fun Facts this week. I got three. Uh, mine's just kind of quick. Okay. It's just about Andre. Okay. It was just a couple quick little like pin marks of his, what like to give an example of what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so my fun fact is just a couple things about Mr. Andre Leon Talley. He was one of the top journal, uh, fashion journalists for the U.S. Vogue. And he also did French Vogue first for a little bit before he came over here. And he was the fashion news director from 1983 to 1987. And then he became the creative director from 1988 to 1995. And that's a long ass time to be the creative director from 85 to 90. That's like almost 10 years, huh? And he helped build, right? That's almost 10 years? Almost 10 years. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say was what I liked in the book was that he talked about that. And he, I forget who he was having a conversation with, but when he got the job, he was like, what does a creative director do? And <laughs> and when whoever he was talking to, I I'm sorry, I can't remember, but whoever he was talking to, they were like, What you do? And I don't know, that gave me great solace because or I found solace in that because I've always wanted a career as a creative director in some form. Mm-hmm. And it was always something that I could never fully define in my head outside of Googling it and be like, what is a creative director, you know? Because there's so many different ways a person could be creative director. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, go ahead. Um no, that like he and he, in my opinion, he built Vogue the way Vogue is now, or at least maybe a couple of years ago. My opinion too. He built, he created American Vogue the with the prestige and everything because he was the one, in my opinion, behind the curtain of it. Like he was not behind it, but he was enough behind it to be like pulling the strings of like this is what we need. And he would be the he was always the one covering all the shows. He'd be there at the, like, Met Gala interviewing, sit talking. So those are just some things. But I also just, fun fact, I consider him like an art oracle, honestly, because it's just like nobody could do what he does. What he Nobody can do what he's done. Or no. the way he would see art, nobody can do that, in my opinion. It's because he's so, I agree with you. It's because he was so knowledgeable. Him about where he was at before getting those careers. Um, how he stayed afloat in the fashion industry was very fascinating and interesting because he acknowledged, yes, very racist political industry. However, people wanted him around and respected him because of his knowledge and because of his, uh, he was so informative about fashion because he would read encyclopedias when he was younger. He would read every issue of Vogue since he was like the age of eight, I believe. And so he knew about the history of fashion way more than the majority of the people that he began to work with and then even now know about. And he studied like 16, 16th century fashion on up. This is very fast. He was not like, he was not like a seamstress or tailor, but he knew like the fabric, like people who were those people who were putting it together couldn't even describe the fabric, like what it felt like, what it goes with, the colors. Like it's just like a gift that he... You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that's why I say art oracle. He's definitely an art oracle because it, sure. his talent could translate into paintings. It could translate into photography. 
Like he could see it. He can see it all. The inspiration and like the excitement I got about him talking about working with different photographers. Like obviously I not obviously I know how integral first. Yeah, I know how integral in uh, photographers are to the world in general. But it was just very interesting and cool to hear him talk about working with different photographers and their placements in and out of the art world and the fashion industry. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So just my little fun facts for Andre about what sure. about his staple points and how he the time frames he, he was working. I really um I really uh am appreciative of learning about him and thank you for bringing him more to light in my life from knowing you about him. I actually wrote that in my journal because like I was saying earlier, I didn't know much about him before me finding out that you looked up to him so much and were inspired by him so much and learning about him, watching different documentaries and interviews and stuff. He's a very fascinating individual, uh, inspirational. He was sexually fluid too. Yes, he also didn't have sex mm-hmm. because of trauma that happened to him when he was younger. And so he, he stated throughout his book that he was romantically stunted. He didn't know how to interact with people romantically, even if they were romantically or sexually into him. He was just so naive about it because of his trauma. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. My fun facts has to do with another fashion icon, Dranny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Honestly. I remember the 1986. uh... (laughs) No, bitch. I remember the uh, 1999 pink pantsuit outfit that Dranny had with the shoulder pads. And she had her sides cut and her hair was like combed up a little bit like a, a mini. Oh, sickening outfit i literally was driving here today and i was like i i have yet to figure out get this outfit no i have yet to figure out how i'm gonna how i'm gonna get that suit from her i want some of her like i want some of her clothes so i can wear it still hasn't oh she has all of it i've talked to her about it multiple times and i'm like journey so you're gonna get rid of those uh she won't give it up not yet but i'm i'm gonna get them i'm gonna ask her for at least for at least two pantsuits because yeah her style is impeccable like obviously I have an eye and you know I have my own unique style and stuff but I definitely think that uh, my parents especially my grandparents especially Dranny was a big influence on me being able to style myself be able to pick out other fashion and my love for fashion and general coordinating and stuff but anyway I found out through talking to her the other day in one of our weekly chats. The way I eat ice cream is because of her. So, <laughs> so the reason why I like my ice cream to be like like set out a little bit, like a few minutes before I eat it, and I like because I like it to sit out for a little bit, soften a little bit, and then eat it that way, so I can taste the flavors. Me and my, you know, egotistical dumbass was like yeah so I've always eaten ice cream and then I was mentioning it to Dranny when I was talking to her on the phone that I was about to eat some ice cream letting it sit out and she was like you know you got that from me right and I was like what and she was like yeah whenever you would come over to the house I would always sit I would always ask you if you want ice cream. and I would tell you we're gonna let it sit out for a little bit so we could taste the flavors a little more and I'm like that makes so much sense now like it makes so much sense because <laughs> truly I didn't know where that came from but I knew it was something I always did when it came to ice cream and it was just cool to learn about that I got that from her. Like a lot of things I'm realizing that I learned from observing a lot of people, but especially her. Um, another fun fact, my love for magazines came from Dranny. So she had subscription to Jet Magazine and I think she just recently ended it. But she would always have all the Jet Magazines next to her couch, including her other magazines. But I would just grab the Jet Magazines and flip through them and 
just like look at the images and the covers and all the different black people on them and really like grew a love for magazines because of her always having magazines at her house. Mm-hmm. And so that was just something I wanted to share. My last fun fact. Did you know that the Staples Center changed their name? I heard they were going to. They changed it. Do you want to know this? The sure. stupid ass name. Excuse me. Sorry. My opinion. Stupid ass name. Crypto.com Arena. Shut the hell up. Get out of here. Crypto.com. Crypto what? Crypto.com Arena. That's the whole name. What? Instead of Staples Center. Instead of Crypto Arena. You have to put the, you have to put the dot com there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't gone there, so. You've never been to the Staples Center? I've never been. Oh, wow. That's fine. I'm not missing out on anything. Wow. They do a lot of different events there. Wow. Seems like a lot of people. Depending on the event. Puerto Vallarta or No. Anyway, that concludes Fruits Fun Facts. Let's move into our last segment, Geek of the Week. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I have some good Geek of the Week news for you. Okay. Well, you go first. Okay. So, real quick, bitch, they have Kingdom Hearts, the demo Mm -hmm. that they're releasing on on the Switch. It's a really quick demo, but you get to play, like, old school, like, it's number three. Mm -hmm. Because I told you they're going to have it in the cloud, the Switch cloud. That means you just have to play it with online because that's the only way you can play it. You can't play it offline. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it is expensive, in my opinion. There's a bundle that's a, for the, all three of that. For the three that they're they're releasing one, two, and three. Oh, so this is the, the I am aware of this. Okay. Oh, but it's not released. Doesn't release till February twentieth. But this is just the demo. Uh-huh. But the bundle's eighty bucks for all three of them. I don't think that's bad for all three of them. No, honestly, I don't think it's bad either. The yeah. third one's really long too, and the first one was pretty long. The first. I just don't like the fact that it you need to be online. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I don't worry too much because I mainly play my Switch here anyway, so. I don't, I'll be fine. Yeah. And I was playing it in the kitchen and it was working just great. Uh-huh. Like the only thing it just pauses when you go out of, when you go out of the game into like the home mode. I'm sorry. I just thought because your mother got new internet, everything has to be Oh, it's reset. not new yet. No, I know. But I'm just saying everything has to be reset, including the extension. But go ahead. <laughs> hmm. If you guys don't know what I'm doing right now, I'm really pinching my fucking eyes because I'm really thinking about it now. It's going to be so irritating. Everything's actually reset. Did you ask her, by the way, no. when they're coming to well, set it up? I just walked in and seen those phones on the thing, like, placed out. Like I told you she got them last night. Anyway. But you should ask her when they're coming to set it up because yeah. I know the modem's in your room. Yeah, I mean, they want to see my stuff. They can see my stuff, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I think it's cool. I played the demo. If you want to get it, you'd... You should try it. The demo's really quick. It's just a quick little boss battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fighting style in it. It's very old school. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's one really cool, exciting thing. And I thought it was coming way later in the year. But February 20th is going to be here like super fast. So it's only a month away. Yeah. And uh, for video games, I've just been playing Animal Crossing still, my new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm liking my village. It's looking really cute. Or my town, whatever it's called. Um... And I've also been playing Final Fantasy X. Um, I'm redoing it. It's fun. I also was playing Captain Toad a lot, too. I was trying to pass the game because I have to repass it. Um, it's been fun. Those have my, been my main games. I'm really mm-hmm. excited for the new Pokemon Arceus that's coming out next week. I haven't pre-ordered it, and I probably should because I want to play it the day it comes out. Mm-hmm. So. 
I need to get on that with that. And those are the only games I have really played. I've just pretty much been waiting for games. And yeah, what have you played this week? So uh, before we get into what I played, or not before. So I've done some crosswords. Mm-hmm. So let me let me give you those this week. I got two out of the three. Okay. First one. Four letters. Hint. One percent stock. Pull. One <clears> percent <throat> stock. See, and that's along the lines of I went at first. I will. I will. Fold? What? Fold. No, that's not. I'm like, is that it? No, I was just trying to figure out what you said. Percent stock. Don't help me because I like the the thing doesn't help you. So I'm not. You just said one percent stock. Four letters. Close. Nope. That's five. Damn it. <laughs> the sixth. Close is five. L T seven. Close. Close. C L O S E. Oh, close. Close. I thought you said clothes. Not clothes. I thought you said clothes. Make it one of my lips. I had to figure it out. Speaking um, of clothes, do you like my pants? Yeah, I told you. I think your outfit looks good. I was really happy that I could fit into these pants. I got these from a thrift shop like four or five years ago, and they were way too big for me. No, I think it looks really sexy today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I really liked them. I was like, I feel like I'm in the, the 50s or 60s. You look very cowboy bebop to me today, which I like. What is, I have to look at a reference. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, 1% stock. Um, I know, I think I know what it is, but it's just like sitting up here. It's like right here. Three seconds. Um, drop? No. Damn, okay. Milk. Ah! Yeah. I only got it because of the other letters around it. But that is not set. I was thinking what you were thinking, like pull. Because it's not a stock market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stock. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Next one. Three letters. Hint. Grow older. H. Yes. You got this one, right? Yeah, I got that one. <laughs> Shit, bitch. I better get that one. Last one. Five letters. Hint. Strip and sales of rope as a ship. Say it again. Strip and sales of rope as that? a ship. Mm-mm. Strip and sales boats. Strip and sales of rope as ship. This is the one I didn't get. Strip and sales of rope. What is it? Unrig. Mm-hmm. That's five letters? Yeah. Something I didn't think about. I'm like, um, when it comes to boat, I'm not that knowledgeable. I know how to drive one. That's about it. (laughs) I can drive a car. (laughs) I don't want to be in charge of no boat. Listen, because you got to be intuitive with that water, all right? Because if you're not, you could be crashing into some shit. The only type of boat I'm going to steer is the one where you have the paddles. (laughs) The rowboats. And then um, I play, I've been playing Pokemon tournament, you know, whooping ass on there, getting my, getting my uh, ego boosts on there. Gotcha. <laughs> That's all I've been playing. Oh, nice. I'm glad you're playing it. Thanks. But all right. If you have, uh, you have anything else to share? Um, No, I'm, I mean, I seen the leaks for the Pokemon Arceus game of some of the different variants of Pokemon. They look really whack. Not excited <laughs> with some of the designs that they came up with. It leaked early and... Uh-huh. I'm kind of like, what, really? Really? And like, these are the Pokemon you chose to decide to have a regional variant? Okay. 
You know what I mean? So I'm just looking for, looking sideways at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that's really it. Animal Crossing is fun. I haven't been playing that much. I've really been playing Final Fantasy. I'm running on like 42 hours mm-hmm. games. Final Fantasy. So, and I'm not even halfway through the game yet because the Final <laughs> Fantasies are long. That's it, I think. Okay. For video games. I haven't played Townscape in a while. I actually was playing that as well. Just a little bit. That's a very peaceful game. Like, it just makes me calm down when I play it. It makes me miss Minecraft. Does Minecraft exist on Minecraft the- is on the Switch. Oh, hell yeah. I think you just have to get that. There's games you can put in the cloud, though. I think I'm going to get that because I really love Minecraft. As they do have- as you know, I lost my DLC. entire world in, in the divorce. <laughs> but there's DLC <laughs> in it, too, I think. But all right. You got nothing else to share? Um, yeah. I uh, got nothing else to share. I don't got anything else. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Anyone that's listening to the podcast, uh, check out our socials at fruitspodcast.com. And there you can find where we stream all of our social media handles and all of our art. And uh, Perfect. until next week, love you, Benjamin. Love you too. I hope you uh, have a better week and don't let people affect you so much at work normally i don't but it's just been so such a bombardment i just i'm getting really irritated but thank you i appreciate it no problem i hope uh you continue to have a good good week and i hope you're enjoying the things you're doing thanks all right bye toodles <laughs>